gentlemen, fans of all ages, welcome to another episode of Fans, uh, where you, the fan, can compete. I'm Derek. I'm Nina, and this is my special guest, Mo. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, right. I'm Chris, and I love tacos. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I actually, oh, well, I, speaking of tacos, though, I tangent. tried, yeah, real quick tangent. I tried Taco. birria tacos Yeah. like two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it's the the location I went to, but that was highly overrated. Bro, it's just Mexican. Not the the right one, honestly, because they are next level. But you can't just go to anybody for them. Yeah, that was and and it was corn tortillas too. I I like flour. Yeah, I corn so, so yeah, no. Capacity gentrification. Bro, it's nah, gotta be corn. corn. The no, I corn. What we doing? I don't care. I personally like flour tortillas. Y'all can shame me all you want. I personally like flour. It's perfectly fine. I'm not um, gonna shame you, but all right. That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. All right. So <laughs> today we're going to do another uh, producer spotlight. Chris is going to uh, take charge on that one, and then we're going to uh, discuss if you can separate the art from the artist. Um, but before we get into all that, we want to remind you guys. Uh, to please follow us on all social media platforms at OTS Media Co. All social media platforms and uh, OTS Media on YouTube. Uh, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Uh, Chris, go ahead and take it away, bro. Yo, so um, before I get into the producer spotlight, I want to revisit something we talked about a couple episodes ago. And um, I listened to Baby Keem's album. Mm. Well, I wasn't ready for that. Talk okay. to me nice, Chris. So, I don't care for it. Okay. But what I heard when I listened to the album was um, Baby Keem is almost like a perfect skeleton track, in my opinion. So, he's the type of guy that, like, if you copy him, <clears throat> this is going to sound like a lot worse than what I mean it is, but, like, He's the type of person that sets up people with like a, a different degree or a higher level of talent than him. So it's kind of like somebody who can't sing, but they have like a really good pin game. And so you tend to write tracks for others. So Baby Keem, in terms of like his delivery and his style, he has a really good style for the beats that he picks. But I don't think he sounds as good on them as like his featured guests or people who use that same style. So you think he's a better ghostwriter? Not before. a ghost writer, because I think his pen game is weak, but like his style, if you were to use his style, I think it would sound um like when Kendrick did it. Yeah. Right. When you listen to Baby Keem and Kendrick on the same track, because they have like that style, it doesn't sound as good with Keem, but the beat is carrying him. But when Kendrick comes in, it's like Kendrick is now floating over the beat. I think the beat carries Baby Keem. But other artists who use the same style can like float over the beat if they do it right. Like Baby Keem's a stepping stone. Like all of this sounds really terrible, and I'm not yeah. trying to like bash him it like is. I was a couple like episodes ago. Like he is not my cup of tea. I I really don't think he's like up here. Like I give him a five out of ten, but like I think he's good at what he does. It just sounds better when other people do it. Uh, yeah, there's no way to, to get around how harsh this sounds. Mm -hmm. 
just rip off the band-aid. I feel like yeah. I argued this very hard last episode, so I won't get in into it again. But um, we can agree to to disagree. No, and I, and that's, I, I probably got to hear the right thing from him because I got certain yeah. artists were like, like I was in a Travis uh, Scott fan, and there was one particular day when I was in um Wet Willies. I want to say I was downtown. I was in the A, and um. Astro World had came on the whole time I'm kicking. I'm like, yo, what is this in the background? Damn it. And my boy looked up at me because he knew I'd been bashing him. And he was like, this Travis Scott. And I'm like, for real? If you can't save her. I was going in after that. You know, like that, it hit differently. I feel like the environment definitely changes the way that you consume music. Like your vibe, the way you're feeling, where you are whether or not you're intoxicated, like all those things play a major part in how you consume music. So I get it. So so part of it though, where like what you were talking about, where where you said that Kendrick did his style better, I almost feel like it's um it's a bit unfair because that's Kendrick, right? Like I remember hearing Kendrick and Cole do mumble rap. They sound significantly better than anybody else has done it, in my opinion. Um, I'm not a fan of mumble rap, right? right? But when they do it, like they do stylistically, they sound phenomenal because they're able to take styles and do them like on the highest level. So they I almost elevate. feel, I'm sorry, they just elevate it. They do, they do. And so I feel like it's a little bit unfair uh, to judge Keem uh, versus Kendrick like that. Yeah, who's not even on, he's just in a category of like all or so. But that's yeah. why I'm saying like I am interested to see what Keem does this year. Hopefully he's able to present a project, a single or something that could make believer yeah i mean i'm i'm open to it like Mm -hmm. i I tend to try to keep myself musically open to a lot of things that if i bashed you last week it's kind of like science if you give me new evidence Mm -hmm. i will change my opinion i ain't tripping on it you know what i'm saying so again like travis scott i wasn't a fan and then i heard astro world and i told folks like no it's bona fide rap album of the year it deserved it you know what i'm saying same thing with like Young Thug. I'm like, yo, I'm not a Thug fan. And then Thug dropped a couple of singles, and I was like, I'm not gonna front. These is jamming. Like, my bad, you know. But I do agree with you know what Janine said. Like the lane, you know, that you in the environment, all that. Like that definitely plays a factor into it, you know. Because I was chilling when I heard that. Like J Cole, when I first heard him, I was a fan, but like. I felt like a lot of his stuff kind of like blended together a lot. And it wasn't until I saw J. Cole in concert where I had a completely different appreciation for his music because it was a different degree of energy that like kind of had me locked into his albums differently from then on because I could relate to it different. So like, okay. I, I give I give Keem a chance, but I will say y'all did speak to him basically being a stepping stone because there are some people who do come out and they have their own like flow, their own style, and can't nobody do it better than them. You ain't gonna find another young thug out there. 
Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Playboy Cardi is straight garbage, but like Young Thug is bona fide fire. You know what I'm saying? As of all the different artists that we've heard like out there take other people's flows, mm-hmm. I ain't never heard a dude get up on the track and like flow like Biggie. Just weaving between the cadences. You yeah. just ain't heard it. And couldn't nobody do it like him. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, we can talk more about that later. But um, to the producer spotlight, I want to highlight Rodney Jerkins, a.k.a. Dark Child. If you ever heard that tag, you knew it was going to be a banger. That's yeah. what I was going to do. That is wild. You said what? <laughs> That's what I was going to do next. For real? I swear on everything. That's crazy. <laughs> That's wild. Okay. So like Dark Child will be lacing some R and B tracks. Like, yo, he's produced some classics. And this how you know you super legit. Cause he was already on for Stomp, but like when Dark Child produced Revolution for Kirk Franklin, it was like, dang, bro, you in gospel too now? Yeah. Like you you get bona fide gospel bangers, you know what I'm saying? But he still produced for Destiny's Child, you know, produced for Monica, produced for Brandy, produced for, you know, Sierra, produced for Whitney Houston, Janet Jackson, like Spice Girls went in. Um, some tracks from Dark Child, Rodney Jerkins that y'all would know. He produced Cater to You by Destiny's Child. You know, he produced uh, One Wish by Ray J, which forever hits differently because I don't know if y'all remember me telling you, I was actually, I was in person at that versus battle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I remember I when he, the, bro, yeah. bro, if y'all could have yeah. saw the crowd, wouldn't he? Yo, <laughs> that, anyway, Dark Child produced <laughs> One Wish. Um, He produced a musician cover song classic, Deja Vu for Beyonce. I ain't never known a musician in Atlanta that was not at Gold Room trying to play that on the bass. Yeah. Um, he produced one of my favorite rap songs all time. Um, and I think probably one of the most classic and preeminent rap songs all time. Still Not a Player by Big Pun and Joe. Wow, no idea. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. So... Dark Child produced the original Don't Want to Be a Player for Joe, but then he also made the completely different sounding classic flip Still Not a Player. (laughs) Yes, he, yeah, he made that. And it's just like, that man knows no limits. Um, Say My Name, Destiny's Child, he produced um, It's Not Right, But It's Okay, Whitney Houston. Uh, one of my favorite Brandy tracks, Top of the World with Mace. He produced uh, You Rock My World for Michael Jackson. Um, he produced Telephone for Lady Gaga and Beyonce. Uh, the Boy Is Mine, you know, Brandy and Monica. He Wasn't Man Enough, Tony Braxton. Dude. Uh, the hits just don't stop coming. You said what? I said that the hit, hits just don't stop coming. No, um... Another one, you know, slight crossover. He did a, uh, if you had my love and I gave you all my truck. For uh, J-Lo, he did that one. Yeah. 
Yeah. That man dropped Buku hits. And it's interesting that you don't really hear his name mentioned a lot, but legit, if he drops a beat for you, is likely going to be a like chart topper, like straight up. Do we have any um oh uh, uh and enough crying. I've done enough crying crying from uh, Mary J he yeah. did that too. That's wild. Do we have any um R&B producers like him today? Cuz I can't think uh, of any. I I it's kind of unfair, but I'd say um Timbaland and you know Neptunes and Chad and Pharrell. Oh, no, I'm talking about. Oh, I think that people are teaming up a lot too now, right? So it's like you have your own personal producer, so like a division or like a sonder. Like it's a singer and it's a producer, and they exclusively just do do their own projects. And I don't know. I think that the producer tag on R and B albums don't really hit the way that they were when. R&B was at its prime because like I distinctively remember Dark Child before like the first verse come in you know what I'm saying I don't yeah. I don't resonate with that so much with songs that come out now yeah. Um, and I, I think another thing that did it too by the way I want to shout out these two because Dark Child is still uh, current if people were like what else he's done new he produced Shirt for Scissor on the Control album you know what I'm saying like, right like he's okay. And you just may not hear Dark Child in his tags anymore. But yeah. to that same regard, um, or in that same regard, like a lot of people are doing live instrumentation more. So mm-hmm. it makes it, you know, difficult to like actually put tracks together like they did. Because I remember when I first started like making beats back in 04, like you really had to process differently to know what to click and how to like syncopate it a certain way. And now it's a lot easier. If you're really not good with a computer, you can record a riff. You don't have to be good on piano. You can just play a couple of things, click it, copy it in that three seconds and just throw a kick over it. And I think that that on one hand is good for music in terms of creativity. I think it's bad because the game is so saturated with a lot of producers where it's easy just to get a catchy beat and it's hard to like, just be so classic nowadays. Like a lot of new cats that you may hear their name, they might only be good for one album because you can find somebody who can access the exact same sound kit that might be unsung and then they'll undercut you. Like, oh, I'm on now. You know, I charge, you know, 10 racks a beat. Oh, well, this guy got stuff that sound like yours and he charging two racks a beat. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What's up? That's that's happening a lot too. People are producing their own shit. They're singing their own shit. Like they're not really bringing in a third party. Nah, that's on a separate note. That's one of my biggest uh gripes against J Cole. Same thing against a uh, Big Crit. They produce too much of their own work. They've gotten better over the years with their production, but um, it takes a very special person to produce for yourself and have a lot of variety. You got to be a Timbaland. You got to be a Pharrell. You got to be a Kanye. You got to be a Lil Jon. Um, mm-hmm. I think those are the guys that you wouldn't have known they produce as much stuff as they did for themselves. Everybody else, it tends to sound the same. It'd be the same cadence, the same tempo, all that stuff. And it's like, you need well, to reach out to these others. 
I think I think in terms of like Cole and Crit, I think there are a lot of artists that, or there are some artists uh, like them that don't really care about the um, the commercial aspect of their music, right? So Ooh. like Cole, I think he just he's just he's just embraced his artistry to where it's like you know what this is what I want it to sound like and this is what I'm going to do on it and it's for my fans right like these people play for their fans more so than for the commercial uh commercialism aspect of of music and I'm okay with that I don't I don't think that every artist and I think that's probably where my biggest gripe is it's like a lot of artists think that they need to be they always need to be the number one uh, uh, charting all the time. Like, it's not, there's not many artists that are going to always be in, in that top spot, right? Some artists mm-hmm. just need to just do their thing and stay in their lane, and that's fine, and it's, it's cool. Like, yeah, Cole sounds different on other people's beats than he does for his for his own beats. I agree with that. But I think... I think it's okay if they just want to make their own stuff and say, you know what? Hey, I did this. This is mine. You know, you get more money out of that too, right? So I feel like in that situation, that's how you develop like a very core fan base because they don't mind yeah. the fact that you do have a sound, you do have a cadence, et cetera, et cetera. Before the casual listener, the shit can start sounding the same and you start to fall mm-hmm. off because like, okay, like I'm cool with this, but where is the growth or where is the versatility? Mm-hmm. But well, at the end and of the I day, think- you want to develop a more like um, loyal fan base versus a casual listener anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but you have, you have to, it, it forces you to actually check those artists out so you can find that, that versatility, mm-hmm. right? So like mm-hmm. when Cole, for example, if he goes on on any um, radio show and he does any freestyles or whatever, you see how how versatile he actually is. Versus his features do show up. Yeah, yeah. So you know the as much as I want to agree with that, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with having like out. Uh, outside producer or having an in-house producer that isn't you. Yeah. Um yeah. like it's one of my favorite albums all time. Uh it's from a guy named Blue out here from LA B L U. He should have been in the uh 09 freshman class for double XL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only reason you don't hear about him now is because um his career derailed because he ended up getting like hooked to drugs, but mm-hmm. he dropped what everybody calls one of the most classic rap albums ever and definitely like one of the best rap albums to ever come out of uh what was it like oh six? And it's called Below the Heavens. And he did it in tandem with a producer named Exile. And Blue and Exile dropped like three separate albums together. And it's one of those like when they link, they don't miss. It's straight magic. I even went to see them in concert um last year. And I watched like Exile chop up a beat live in front of us. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's something special when you got somebody that understands you but doesn't think like you. And they can bring more out of you. Because to that same like regard, when you think about J. Cole, one of J. Cole's best works, Friday Night Lights. And that's because Omen mm-hmm. produced over half of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
No, and I th I think that's see, I think it's also about where the artist wants to challenge themselves, right? I think at some point you're going to probably see Cole move to wanting to do uh production and and sharpen his skills in that way. So it's like it's like in sports uh in sports uh, terms like a basketball player who, you know, like D, D Rose, right? Derrick Rose of relied on his athleticism for the longest time until his injuries. Then he had to figure out how to, you know, play without that burst of speed so much. He had to figure out other aspects of his game. I think that's my that might be where you see Cole because, you know, he's I think he's going to end up wrapping it up pretty soon in terms of like rapping or coming out with albums all the time. And I think it's going to be where he's then transitioning to producing to sharpen those skills and still rap, but, you know, more so production. And maybe that, that might be where, where, where he's headed. Um, but I agree. Like, even when you hear his music versus like, when, um, like T minus produces it, right. It's, it just, it sounds different. It does sound different, but no, no, I, I, I'm perfectly fine with some artists that are like that. If you want to do your stuff, do your stuff. If you don't want to uh, have someone uh, produce most of your beats, I couldn't care less. You know, as long as long as you put you put in the work and do your do your um do your stuff, I don't have a problem with it. All right, I'm with it. My, um, you know, I want to keep Mo awake, so now we can <laughs> we can get into uh, <laughs> the, the meat and potatoes of the discussion. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> nah, it's, it's cool because like you on camera. So you like did a silent interruption, kind of like a fart. Like you ain't make no noise, but we smell it. So it still like broke us. I messed up the whole thing. Oh, no, no, you good. Cause we can always no, talk about good. this on another episode. But you know, I think this is a good segue to uh talk about art versus the artist. You know what I mean? Um, Cause it's a big argument in music. It's a big argument in any type of art period, mm -hmm. right? When you think about, uh, what's my man, Kevin Spacey, you know, how real life kind of bled, like he real life lived House of Cards. And he that's why you can see how real life then shattered his whole thing. Well, like just giving a, a, a tangential example, like you seen House of Cards, you know, he was on some grimy stuff getting to the top. I mean, literally was offing people. And then he comes into a situation where girls are like, no, he sexually abused me or he did this. And then he got off like four cases in a row because like two of the people died. And I'm like, hold on now. Your real life victims, real life died like a TV show. And that's how you got not guilty. You make good movies, though. Yeah. Am I still going to yeah. watch it? Are we still going to fool with Alec Baldwin? You know, are we going to give these passes like people do with Drake, but not, you know, R. Kelly? Where does Trey Songs fall in the Wait, mix? Well, hold up, hold up, hold up, pause. What did Drake do? Uh, what did Drake do? Because Drake's perfect. No, he's not. Huh? No. Oh, I was that, like... That yeah. accent alone. No. What, 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 what <laughs> accent? What did he do? Jamaican accent. That's what I'm saying. What did he do? It's a joke. But go ahead. Hey, so all right, so let's let's get into it then. You know, 
because one of the highlights of the art versus the artistry is going to be uh Kells, but let's talk about Drake. I like Drake as an artist. Um, Drake has done some questionable things. Right. For instance, he recently was under fire for the situation with Millie Bobby Brown. You know, and everybody was like, you're grooming right. Millie Bobby. You remember that? I forgot about that. Forgot oh, no, yeah, that was, that was actually like a, a, a very notable thing in the news. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was uh, about a year you know, or two, ele- a couple years ago. 11 from Str- from Stranger Things? Yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah so... Um, they were even associated with each other. I know they, I yes. just never they were associated They used with to each regularly other. text each other, and they would, like, go out to eat and stuff, and she was, like, questioning about it on the red carpet, and then people was like, wait, what? She was like, no, I just text him for advice about boys and things like that, and it was like, how did this even come about? How old is she? She just turned 18, like, some months ago. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. Legally. <laughs> so, so, But then it was it's like... different. I get it. It is weird. Oh, and so He's almost on 40. Hand, well, yeah. And that's why I'm like, on one hand, I see mentorship, if it's legit. On the mm-hmm. other hand, how did it come about where, like, you directly linked with this young girl... And y'all regularly had conversation, and this happened out of nowhere. You weren't cool with her parents first, like mm-hmm. y'all didn't have like some mutual connection. It was just like, oh yeah, me and Drake like text. Or if y'all remember that one clip that came out when Drake brought a girl on stage and was like dancing on her all extra sexually, and was like, wait, how old are you? And she was like, uh, I'm seventeen. And the crowd was like, whoa. He was like, F it though. And he like kept going in on her. I know. I no. am. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't see that. Really? Well, like, don't tell me anymore because this is the problem. Why do we know so much about everything? I feel like the reason why we can't separate the artists from the artistry is because people are too concerned about what they got going on outside of the music. And I think social media did that because this, like, now they are taking you onto their everyday lives. This is just me, a Monday chilling. I am going live. You see me inside of my actual house. We know what their homes look like. We didn't know what celebrities' houses look like. At all. And there was a sense of mystery. And that was actually cool because, like, the same way you're saying grooming and fucking everybody's like, oh, that's weird. Michael Jackson had slumber parties with children. Everybody's like, oh, it's cool because he's the... You know what I mean? No, everybody said it's weird, but we didn't have social media but you to tell us every single day. Yeah, just like we knew what R. Kelly was doing and we accepted it, but now it's a problem. So with Michael Jackson, um, that is such a loaded one. That is really loaded. I well, And the, to me, I personally don't, I, I can't see how uh uh he is actually guilty of whatever because he was he was investigated by the FBI for how many years right so personally i don't if if they didn't find anything i don't i don't know i just don't i just don't speak on it then, right you needed to call a professional to dig into these mm-hmm. people's personal lives to actually develop a solid case to be able to say guilty or not guilty now, because everybody has access, we are posting every single thing. 
the court of public opinion makes a decision before we can even say if this is a real thing or not. And money can right. make you say what needs to be said too. So yeah, yeah. The court of public opinion is a real thing. Um, shout out to Jonathan Majors, you know, because and I don't mean that as, as a shady thing. I'm just joking. I don't know. We'll see. So here's the thing, though, right? Because the court of public opinion has such a heavy bias where people are so big. I, I think especially with not only our culture, but honestly, we got to be real about it. A lot of mm -hmm. social culture today has been created and is driven and constantly evolved by black people in black right. culture. So an issue that is an issue in the black community tends to either become an overarching like theme for mm -hmm. social like the social climate or a lot of black issues get hijacked get gentrified and become larger like publicly social issues without understanding that the foundation was black issues case in point um you know protecting women black women being undervalued underprotected so on and so forth that's created this hyper bias towards if somebody says something happened to a woman, automatically you are demonized, cancel you, lose your money, lose your deals. Now, we grow up hearing the words innocent until proven guilty. Nobody waits until the facts. The court of public opinion is so strong, the army pulled two ads from Jonathan Majors. The same army that don't mind people at different fort, you know, whatever, constantly getting raped, you know, constantly getting like sexual assault. Like I got homegirls who are in the army and have talked about stories where people perform like it's, it's some things I didn't know chemically you could do. Just taking like a simple two, three dollar item and you can drug somebody at the club and things that people would like do that would be undetected to constantly like take advantage of folks. And the army knew about this and did nothing about it. Mm -hmm. stuff that was proven but you did nothing about it yeah. but Jonathan Majors despite his lawyer saying I have proof despite the lawyer releasing text messages showing the alleged victim saying that didn't happen like this I'm gonna definitely make sure you don't get in trouble for it he still got his ass pulled you got people who won't even touch him in Hollywood from here on out even if he's proven not guilty I will say those text messages didn't look good though. Um, it, if, if the lawyer released them, then that means I know she's gonna be on fire for a whole lot more. Yeah, no, I, I personally, I'm waiting to hear all the facts before, like, I actually talk about it, like, publicly. Um, yeah. because that's my that's my thing. I like what you said. We 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 like to jump to. You know these conclusions about people before anything is even investigated yeah. properly or whatever. So I'm reserving judgment. Um, I, it does not look good for him though. But I mean, it never does for the dude. It never does. No, I a it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but oof, this is look, a why, bit, we, why we starting this controversy. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I think Meg lied. Okay. Yeah, I was I was about to ask about that. 
Yo, so <laughs> my, my personal- Nobody was lying, but I do feel like the court of public opinion did heavily sway. Like they can say that that they were unbiased or whatever, but because it had dragged on for so long and the court of public opinion had already found Tory guilty and Megan was the victim, I think it swayed the jury or it, it had the potential to. So it's like, but if we don't find him guilty, then that doesn't feed into the narrative that's already been put out there. So I'm going to say personally, I think both Tori and Meg did wrong. Mm-hmm. But Tori is the male that's going to put the brunt of like everything on him. So when I say like Meg lied, because I know some people are going to be like, ah, like, I'm not saying that she was a hundred percent like, you know, the 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 demonizing person and all of this. But I think she did wrong. I think Tori did wrong. A lot of stuff got covered up. Kelsey was involved too, and it's just the fact that bias is going to sway towards the woman. Mm-hmm. Like you know, even like you think about stuff like child support, right? People can say they're unbiased by going to like an arbitrator, a judge, but we all know that it sways heavily towards a particular party right or wrong they aren't even if they aren't in a in a better position to care for the child because they're the mother i get it no i agree with that i i I do think that um the whole meg and tory thing like you said i think both were wrong but tory brought this on himself i'm gonna tell you why yeah i want to hear this she she tried to cover up for him multiple times publicly 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 she wasn't she wasn't bringing this up he brought it up and she kept trying to hey but but, and then he he kept he kept throwing it out there so i in my opinion i think like you said i think they're both i think they both had something (laughs) that was definitely wrong in that situation but the situation that he's in right now i think that's on him so he made himself the bad guy by talking yeah, about continually it. talking about it. Yeah, because no one like it. It wasn't there wasn't much attention on it for like for a little second, but then he kept bringing it up. He didn't he uh uh talk no Drake talked about it in, in uh in in his in his uh one of his tracks about her right. They say it's about Megan. What? She lied and said, I mean, well, he didn't lie, but he said it was about butt shots. She said, oh, yeah. I don't I know, it was well. This was really interesting about that whole situation because I don't think Tori brought it on himself as much as Meg was the media darling. Like, you got to think about it. She just came off a of hot girl summer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Linking up with city girls. This is like, that was gonna be so wild. I almost said it was gonna be like thought empowerment, but um, it was like hot girls, hot girls summer. You know, Meg is like just dropped her first album. You know, she's on on top of the world like socially for this young girl that's speaking about stuff that's traditionally looked down upon, and now everybody loves it. Tori comes in, and I mean, he's already the butt of jokes. You know, what I'm saying you're like five foot. You know what I'm saying? You're Canadian. You're balding. No, and, and this is not me trying to shame. This is like this is stuff people are bringing up because they're like, "Yo, your hair was missing. You got a hair transplant. Are we about to flame you?" 
Oh, why you so short? You know, it's like video circulating. So it's easy to pick on him because he's not the media darling, despite all this talent that he has. So then when a situation like this breaks out, it's easy to talk about him from so many different outlets and circuits. And you can pick and choose in the media. Oh, well, why you keep talking about it? Nobody else saying nothing. Who is nobody? Is it because it's not CNN? Because, you know, TMZ is, is talking about this. Or now that TMZ is not, but CNN is. Like, what what do you do? You know what I'm saying? And so she can, like, throw shade. Black women are so unprotected. Oh, Meg put this cryptic tweet out. What is it about? But you know what it's about. So, like, yeah. you sit back and say nothing and not defend yourself when you're losing money and credibility? Or do you say something, bring attention to it, and still lose money and credibility? If I remember correctly, like, towards the end when she was going on her, like, press run prior to the trial, like, they had made it to where Tori couldn't say anything, right? Exactly. And that's what made it so trash because, like, they're doing concerts. Like, they're at the same festival. And, you know, Tori, like, walks past this. Oh, you violated your, you know, probation. Now we're going to find you an extra $100,000 and you can't be within X amount of feet. Bro, it's a stage. That makes the blogs. <laughs> right. And then, like, all people got to do is say, Tory Lanez violated, you know, probation by doing such and such. And it's like, they were literally at a festival on a stage. You can't help but be so many feet away. Or what you do if you in the middle of the stage and she walked to the edge of the stage because her set is next. Like, and then again, Tori gets fined an extra hundred thousand, an extra two hundred fifty thousand, and Megan just like, oh my goodness, I'm just such a victim, and he's doing me wrong. But it's like in the midst of that, why did Joe, you know, secretary slash friend, leave? Why did Rihanna drop you from Fenty, and why did Drake unfollow you, if you was real? How did you have this gaping hole in your foot, but literally did a concert two weeks later and was twerking? Like, I need help understanding this. Hey, man, the court said what the court said. It is what it is at this point. Yeah, but again, I think they were both wrong. I just think that, that the attention that was brought onto the whole situation I think there were times where, where Tory was talking about it that he, he probably shouldn't have been talking about it. But here's what makes it so crazy, though. In the midst of all of this, even when you got a neighbor saying, well, I saw a girl with the gun, or the police couldn't recover fragments that supposedly existed, that they did a gunshot residue, a GSR test, and all these people had GSR on them. Tory's prints could not be verified on the gun. You listen to Tory Lanes, or you say I listen to Tory Lanes, you canceled by your friend. Oh, you can unfollow me, or I'm gonna unfollow y'all. You know, you ain't gotta be connected to me. Oh, you toxic. You don't care about women. But there is a lot of evidence that literally, whether you like it or not, shows forth that Meg lied. Even outside of the fact that she went in front of Gail King, told a bold-faced lie, no, I didn't sleep with him, we didn't do anything, which literally when you get in court and the first question they ask is, did you have sexual relations with him? Yes. 
So it's like a lot of the stuff that you built up as your defense, you literally invalidated multiple times. And, uh, you know, really that case should have got thrown out. But it's like, again, you'll be canceled for listening to Tory, but you look like you support black women for listening to Meg? Huh? So I do agree. I think I think where you're going with this is that there seems to be like a varying, um, almost like a tier system with this cancel culture thing. Yeah. If they I like agree you, with you on that. Bonafide cancel. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, but I think that one, I think like I think everybody just needs to kind of like admit that we're all hypocritical. Yeah. We are all hypocritical. Like we partake in things that if you're really about that life, like if you're gonna stop listening to certain artists or watching certain movies because of said producer, actor, singer, rapper, you kind of need to be doing the same thing when it comes to technology, right? So our phones, for for prime example, not really ethically made. Like, I think we all know that, (laughs) right? So I think that, I think... It's a slippery slope for sure, because anybody can get canceled for anything at this point. Mm-hmm. I think you have to apply like a certain level of logic, but also know where your boundaries are, right? So you mentioned Tory, right? I don't. Mm-hmm. I personally don't think anybody is is canceled or should be canceled for listening to Tory's music. I personally just never got into his music. That's why I never listened to it because I, I just I just never sleep. Got, you sleep. I I'm sure. I I'm 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 well aware of that. I just never got into his music, right? Not saying I haven't heard it, but I just never I just never like went out of my way to go listen to his music. On the flip side. I don't go out of my way to listen to Meg anymore either because I personally, I don't think that her music that's recorded is as great as her freestyles. I think her albums or EPs, LPs, whatever she has, mixtapes, like, I think they lack versus mm-hmm. her mixed versus, versus her freestyles. So that's why I personally just don't listen to her albums, right? right. But I think that's based on like what your preferences are. So with certain artists, like we were having this 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 discussion a couple of weeks ago, right? Because um, you brought up R. Kelly, and that's who we we're mainly, you know, going to talk about about this artist versus art uh, thing. Um, and we were discussing R. Kelly versus Trey songs, right? And whether you can listen to their music or not, where where. Where where do you guys lie? Actually, first, I really I want to hear from from Mo and Janine on this first because this talking about R. Kelly and Trey songs is really something that's that's you know it affects women. So I would like to actually hear your perspective first on whether you listen to those type of artists that are 
uh, in the in the spotlight for or really in a court of public opinion over different things they've done against women or have been accused of doing things against women. And you could throw Chris Brown in there too. Um, I listen to good music. I don't. I'm not listening to support you. I know that my stream does support you. But I'm not that mad at anybody to be like, I'm not going to let any of my money go to your pockets. Like, <laughs> that's insane. If I love the song before anything happened, I still love it after. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't care what the art, the person did. So you can listen to R. Kelly, no problem. Wow. That maximum value. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, me too. Like, I mean, I'm definitely not hit, hit and skip. I just am okay with, I like this song. This is good music. Um, what you did inside of your personal life. Some people argue that, I feel like you argued this a couple weeks ago. I can't listen to R. Kelly because I know that the weird shit he was doing in his real life is what influenced this song. And it's like, do we know that? Or are you assuming that because we know what he did inside of his personal life when I listen to it I'm not thinking about you know what I'm saying any underage stuff even though if that was what he's on I don't resonate with the song in that way therefore I don't have a personal connection to it when it comes to the artist that, that made it for sure yeah no so yeah my that is my argument but like I think that's because I can I, I look at it like this like Think about like AJ, nothing but a number, right? Like R. Kelly was. No, that that, that one was blatant. But that sounded wild already. Was why you don't need any evidence. Anybody saying something like that, you gotta look at them a little like. Hmm. Right. right. Actually, no, this is not okay. <laughs> but <laughs> that's why I'm like, we've already known what R. Kelly was on. I don't understand. I think we should have been mad yeah. if we were gonna be mad. For sure. No, I agree with you on that one. I yeah. think the saving grace too is that his the 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 music, the money that his music makes now is not going to his pockets. Right. <laughs> like it's going to them. Yeah, he doesn't own his he doesn't own the publishing uh rights to his music. So it's you know, him his, his streams. I may be jumping off 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 the porch on this one, but I also don't feel like it's fair that similar to what Chris was saying about Megan and Tori, it's not fair that one person is picked to take the fall for all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like in situations like R. Kelly, everyone in that situation needs to be held accountable as well. Like oh, we're sure. acting like the, the parents that didn't know. They were acting like the fucking person mm -hmm. booking the flights and like making the rooms out like they weren't a part of it so it's like they yeah. are immune to any of the consequences now we're just gonna put it all on kills but y'all was enabling the shit y'all were fully aware more so than we were even we knew a little bit but y'all was there and, and y'all did, didn't do anything so it's like if one person's gonna go down for it then let everybody involved also have some sort of consequence I agree with that, but they also don't have music out there that well, everybody's going to be shunned and put mm -hmm. on a milk cart or something. Something needs to happen. I agree it? with you. <laughs> I mean, look, look at it like this. You know, people will cancel R. Kelly, but do note, if you are under the age of 18, your parents have to sign off 
an approval for the marriage. Yes, so it wasn't yes. like this just happened yes. overnight and was eloped. Yeah, it was planned. Yeah. It had been in the works. They knew about it. They approved it and was cool with it. Yeah. No, and I think everybody is too. After yeah. Aaliyah turned of age and was eighteen and wasn't with R. Kelly anymore, it still didn't stop certain stuff from happening. Like you could still look online and see the pictures of her, you know, with her butt on Jay Z crotch, just leaned up against him when she was. And then he was old as hell too. That's what I'm saying. But I think that the industry is such a weird place to because, like now, we would be like, "How could this possibly happen?" I'm not having a seventeen year old at any kickback I'm having, period. But you're in Hollywood and and in the industry where it low-key becomes normalized. I'm not saying it's okay, but it becomes normalized and shit gets comfortable and you start just acting out without hiding. So I I think it it goes into Aaliyah. You said what? I said Timbaland even admitted to being in love with Aaliyah. Like, he was old. He's like... I, so I agree. I I think there's varying ways to look at it. I, yeah. I just think when your when your art is heavily influenced by what you've done, you know what I'm saying? Like it's hard for me. I'm just speaking for me. I'm not talking about anybody else. It's hard for me to listen to R. Kelly. Even though I will say the stuff that he did with Ron Isley was magical. Oh my god, it's amazing! Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but I, I think that's the thing we gotta like look at too, because I think it's easy to put the blame on what we think is negative. Like, so one thing, uh, like my pastor that's been my past, like from the crib growing up, he be dropping gems. He be dropping gems. One of my favorite quotes from him is said, "Assuming is done." For the benefit of the one doing it. Right? You don't ever make assumptions for somebody else's sake. You make them for your own sake. Mm-hmm. So it's easy when we ain't got evidence to assume mm-hmm. this is what it was about. A negative situation pop off, we're going to assume the worst concerning it because it validates everything that we want to think and feel as opposed to actually like looking it up and being like, oh, we was wrong. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, going yeah. back to like the Drake situation, it's easy to want to give Drake a pass because he's Drake. But, like, I didn't mention that, like, when Drake first got with, like, friendly, I guess, with Millie Bobby Brown, Drake was 31 and she was 14. Yeah. There shouldn't have been no reason he sought her out and they was texting and she's 14 going out to dinner multiple times. You know, again, like, and I I sent this to y'all in the chat. Yeah. the video I said where Drake was like dancing on a chick, like he was mm-hmm. groping her and he kissed her and she was mm-hmm. 17. Admitted on stage during the concert in the mic, she was 17 and Drake said, forget it and kept going. But like, mm-hmm. we want to give that a pass. You know what I'm saying? And we assume, well, this is like, we got to be consistent with this stuff. So even going back to R. Kelly, it's easy to be like, man, R. Kelly get women. Man, I've been in this concert, like women throwing panties and bras on stage. And then you hear he did something with a kid. All those songs was about little kids. Like, no, they weren't. <laughs> Depend that on him because he did wrong and just say, I want to throw away the whole person as opposed to like, look at, it's not even a dichotomy. 
is look at like all the nuance that exists because these same people who want to say that R. Kelly was wrong got a grandpa that when your grandpa was 28 found your grandma when she was 13 but y'all okay because they've been together 50 years y'all the same people that love pornography and you love that little fetishism in pornography where the chicks be 18 looking like they 15 with pigtails but y'all don't want to talk about it though I'm gonna call all y'all out Y'all biased, and y'all ain't real. That was the thing too. Like, like yeah. we're we're acting like girls in high school didn't think it was cool to be getting picked up by picking up the sixteen year old chick, and everybody <laughs> was like, "Oh, she looked grown though." So that makes it okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think, I think, I think we're. I think a lot of what we're talking about though um like requires multiple conversations for different things so you're talking about the environment in which um a lot of this goes on uh yeah. the the people that are all enabling xyz like it's not i agree it's not just the 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 people that are in the center of the story um that it does require a ton of um of people to turn their backs willfully turn turn their backs to what's going on to ignore it to be paid off whatever whatever it is it takes a lot of those people to you know make things like that happen um i just think when it comes to r kelly personally for me i yeah. can't help thinking about stuff like that when listening to his music, which is why I don't listen to his music. Because That's understandable. It disgusts me to think that this is possible. I like I have no I idea that this is actually what inspired said song, right? Yeah. But I can draw from what we know and say, you know what? It's a possibility something like this inspired this track. And I can't help but thinking ab about that kind of situation with this which is i i can't listen to that then it's like you know <laughs> like the that's like like of course a lot of people um like r kelly is 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 um uh attributed for a lot of people having babies right mm -hmm. very sure that happened but like it's like at this day and age can you still listen to his music in those moments right yeah I, that's I mean, that's where it's like I like that's that's where it, like I I start like my skin. Did you watch the documentary? <laughs> I was disgusted. I didn't. I, I refused. I was disgusted. I I, like, I, I literally almost. Threw that's up. why though. I think that's why yeah. you can't disassociate because you, you know, know too much. much. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All I know is what I was told back in the day, and I know little pieces of what I read, but I okay. didn't dive into it. So yeah, I. I, I definitely understand. It's like seeing an animal being slaughtered. Like, of course, you don't want to eat it no more. So, no, no, no I'll, I'll still eat beef. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they showed a video. <laughs> like, I, was, I was like, I'll still eat it. I did. It I, was look, disgusting. I, 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 I saw a video. I saw, I saw a video the other day of like, like some guy was saying, oh, that's. That's what that's what oxtails are. They showed this guy peeling the 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 skin off of of the of, of the uh the cow and everything like that, and like how it's made. I'm like, how do you not know it's oxtail? Like what that actually is? It's an actual tail. 
Yes. You thought it was a game? You thought this was some play play? So yeah, I, I, I'm still him. eating that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat it because I know it tastes good. Yeah. But I'm a little bit turned off. Like, if you bring a chicken's neck in front of me, I'm like, yeah. But that's also biased because I feel like if I saw that being done to a chicken, I'd be like, oh, absolutely not. I would be off chicken for a while. I would come back, but I'll be off for a little bit. But yeah, for whatever, you know, that lemon pepper hit. I don't know it's that good, right? Yeah. A chicken I could give up. Like I have mm-hmm. enough chickens. An oxtail, mm-hmm. hey, man. Mm-hmm. Sorry for you. It is, but it's I mean, none of these. Hopefully that drives the price. Hopefully that drives the prices <laughs> down. Um. Hopefully. So okay. So for the same. Does the same thing apply for Trey songs? I think it's, it's a really I don't know if I or I'm still listening to his music rather versus not caring. I believe because everybody's not lying on you, or maybe it yeah. could be a thing. I don't know, yeah. but yeah, I'm still listening to I'm, it. I'm I'm listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, I, I think it's a mixed bag. Mo touched on a really good thing. Well, Mo and Janine, and it's like, based on what you know, can you know influence or dictate a lot of like what you feel. And so, mm-hmm. with Trey songs, you get a lot of hearsay, but mm-hmm. we don't know enough. But it's still like things that you hear, and you're like, I don't like that. But it's easier yeah. to listen to his music as opposed to R. Kelly, where it's like, Nah, bro, we seen the video you peeing on the girl. Like right. you did that. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, whether we like it or not, like, you did that. You yeah. legally were a married were married to Aaliyah. Like, you did that. And so, yeah. having that concrete evidence makes it easier for you to be like, ah, I'm, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as things go with Trey, um, I'm still listening to the music. Now, mm-hmm. admittedly, like, I don't go seek out some of the music, you know, like I did um, but like Mo said, good music is good music to that regard. So mm-hmm. it's like, I like this prior to knowing these things about you. And if I know for a fact that this does not have a direct connection to what you did, or I don't feel like this was directly involved, it makes it easier. And then some things like you got to pick and choose where you're at. So for instance, as a straight man, um, when I found out Frank Ocean was gay, and the song Think About You, I was like, yo, this is my jam. I'm playing it on repeat. I'm like, ah. And then they're like, Frank Ocean Gay. And I was like. This, this is a problem, though. Like, art is supposed to be susceptible to the viewers. So art is supposed yeah. to be about you, not about the artist it's at the artist. all. Because the vision well, that the artist had is never going to mirror your vision. And let me pop in real quick so yeah. people don't label me homophobic and try to cancel me. The point I was making with that was I still love the song. Right. While that was something that threw me off because I did not know. Um, and it's something that I couldn't connect to. I was still able to separate the art from the artist in a sense where I did not feel like I had to be homosexual to relate or that this was something that was not good because it was good. Like, it was just a really good song. It didn't yeah. stop me from listening to Tyler, the creator, when he comes out as, as being bisexual, or when Janelle Monet drops any new music and she's pansexual. I don't know who she's talking about. You could be tight roping with a with a trans man, trans woman, you could, with a hermaphrodite, with a Siamese twin, man, woman. I don't even know at this point. But your music be jamming. 
<laughs> don't 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 make that the clip either. We, we <laughs> <laughs> yo, the promo clip gonna go dumb off of that. <laughs> but Mike, Mo has this, this, this saying that she says all the time. What do you say about people? You say people always what? Have a what? People always have a what they don't what. Oh, people always have a chapter they don't read out loud. Yes. People have a chapter they don't read out loud. So to bring it back to my original point, people are sharing every single chapter, every dip, every dab, every high note, every low note on social media. We know too much. And I feel like it it just ruins Mm -hmm. the art. But on the flip side to everything I done said, it's not fair that one person becomes the scapegoat and is the one to take the downfall, but it's needed because even though it was accepted, even though we've all done it or we turned a blind eye to it, it doesn't make it right. So it's to prevent it from continuing to happen. So from that aspect, I get it. I just also like to acknowledge it's not fair. Oh yeah, for sure. I know. I agree with that. And I, I think, you know, for instance, the Bible says sin is sin. Mm-hmm. People, however, don't look at it like that. The same people who had God first in their Bible and, oh, I love God, I love Jesus. Y'all don't even practice all this. And mm-hmm. and I'm speaking as a Christian who is sinning every single day of the week. Um, <laughs> nonstop. I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. I'm so imperfect. But I say that to say, foundationally, we don't look at things in terms of like as real as we say we do right mm-hmm. because you can cancel r kelly because it's wrong but you got people who claim to be thugging be street be real and they gonna bump all types of gunner like come on bro you was in a rego yeah. case facing how many yeah. charges and you're the only one that's free but you ain't snitch they be we watched the video where you said, I agree that yeah. this music promoted the activities of YSL. Yes, I think this about the organization. Yeah, I watched the video of you saying it. Even if your paperwork ain't come out, bro, that's bad enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can't come out here making these tracks again and be like, um, no, you're not, bro. And, and if you <laughs> yeah. are, we don't believe you. And and to your point, with with his art, right? So, does he now? Does it? It it, it kind of makes sense to me that he switches up his focus with with music, right? Oh, he done. He like he like new six nine. Do you listen to Gunna? Mm-hmm. Okay, would you say that Gunna is a street rapper, or does he more so be on some like swaggy drip shit? I don't think he's a street rapper. So I feel like in that situation, if I'm not talking about the streets and I'm not talking about what 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 I ride out to do for gang gang and shit, if I'm a if I genuinely am a part of the record label and I ain't got shit to do with the street shit, don't expect me to take time for the street shit. I'm a civilian. Yes. I, like, I don't know. I didn't watch the case for real, for real. I'm not a super, super gunner fan, but I'm just saying if he wasn't portraying that kind of lifestyle, then it's not fair to group him into the people that were. Yeah, I agree. But and I I don't listen to his music, so I, I, I can't speak to 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 it like like Mo. However, I did. 
you know, I have heard some of the stuff where he's saying he would never snitch, right? Oh, he said that? Okay, well, then. Yeah. He, he literally oh. said he didn't. Oh, you're going to have a little bit of street in there. Yeah, that's not his focus, but yeah. It's in like, he, he literally said, I did not snitch. Yeah. Yeah. In, like, so, written statements and verbal but statements. People lie every day. Yeah, but now, that's and that's my point. But that's you my whole point, me. though. We, we, we need to all admit that we're just, we're, we're hypocrites. Yeah. We we are every single one of us are hypocrites. It's just who's more hypocritical about other things than that. Where are you gonna right? stand on? Where are you gonna be like right? And then we judge people for that. And and you know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is this is one of those hard discussions that that needs you know it needs to be out there. But I think at the same time, um, you know. Yo, people just need to chill, man. <laughs> people need to chill, bro. Like, this is this is stressful, man. Hey, it's stressful. Hey. But see, and that's exactly what I'll be talking about, though. Like, we're just using logic with a lot of stuff as opposed to emotion. So I, yeah. I'll say, like, one thing science taught me was evidence is evidence. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And... Now we can get into nuance about what is or what isn't evidence, but to that regard, I really do try to take like a logic-based approach with like a lot of stuff. So it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those where it's like I can admit where I'm hypocritical or what makes sense, what don't make sense, what's right, what's wrong, to a degree. Uh, if I'm off, you know, I'm always working to get better with that. But no, I definitely say like, yeah, I'm, I'm hypocritical with stuff. I really do try to watch it, but you know, the same token is like, yeah, I'm going to call out Gunner and I'm not going to listen to your music because I think it's, you know, absolutely atrocious to try to be a voice of the streets of folks that I know really be I, folks I know that are really banging. You know what I'm I saying? See. But then I see. will listen to Kells and I, like, as a former teacher, mm-hmm. I put hands on you for doing something dirty to a kid. Like, straight yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I don't, that's, I don't play about that. Yeah. But see, to that, to your point, though, I th- there are a lot of rappers that don't live the lives that they rap about. Easy. I mean, that's that's been known, right? Mm-hmm. It's just when you get put in a situation we where gotta you know <laughs> you gotta prove it. You gotta prove what you said. <laughs> hey man, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Gunner, so I, I, really, I couldn't care oh, less. But I'm not even. I, I think he's overrated. Yeah. You said what? I like him on a track. Though. He brings it. Yeah. Heat. He did with Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. 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 I play that track. Like Chris Brown. Did it with Travis and the flutes. Yeah, I, I tried. One of my old students, I, I keep in touch with some of my old students, uh, man, Facebook and Instagram, and like one of them, he's a super huge Gunner fan. Uh, to put it in perspective, y'all also taught high school, so like my students are older, so that's why we can have these conversations. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let's let's throw that out there now. Like, yeah. I started teaching high school, so they're like legit mid twenties now, you know, but um. I was like, all right, send me your top three Gunner songs. I'll give them a listen. You know, I always try to give people like a chance, you know, 
some artists I found out I really enjoy or became some of my favorite artists. And others I'm like, I, I really just can't do it. I was in the gym one time and I listened to a lot of new music in the gym. You know, gym time is my sacred time too. So like I listened to uh DS Forever in the gym and was just like, bro, all your songs sound the same. This is kind of boring. You know, um, I listened to Baby Keen on the way to the gym and partially in the gym. And that's why I was just like, eh. But that's like legit time, like genuine time. Like on the way to the gym and in the gym, I like genuinely can like accurately judge your music. If you ask me to just like go home and listen, it, it ain't the same. I got to be out and about. But at the same time, like I heard Logic, like for the first time back in like 20, 2012, 2013. And I was like, yo, send me your top three Logic tracks. And I was like, yo, this nigga's fire. Like, I'm sleep. You know what I mean? So yeah. I really do try to get people that uh that love, but Gunna already was like on the downside with me. And then you came out snitching, and it's like, dang, bro, you ain't even got a track that's like your saving grace. Like, even <laughs> though six nine ain't no bit of black and was a super duper rat, like Gummo is still kind of hard. Like, yeah, you 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 not black saying nigga, and you you know, you you snitch harder than a three year old trying to get something from their mama. But like, <laughs> Gummo is gummy in the speakers, like. Can't yeah. take that from him. Yeah. Again, I mean, in real life, I will fade up Kells. But when I hear, you're reminding me of something. I just can't think of what it is. I was like, yeah, you see, y'all feel me though. Y'all feel me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ooh. It's like, yeah. all right, this, this, this goes hard, bro. Ain't, ain't a church in the world that avoided doing I Believe I Can Fly with a mind ministry. Oh, when... oh, no. Oh, yo. The one I grew up in? Everybody. Every year. Every year. And didn't, and a lot of those guys that were miming couldn't even mind. Like, it was just like... Was Bro. Like, <laughs> all you have to do nigga, is like... throw some white paint on your face and play I Believe I Can Fly. Yeah. Somebody joined in the church after that. Bonafide. Yeah. Yeah, nah, I mean, like, I think the they played that, that at my elementary school graduation. graduation. Oh, did that? <laughs> yeah, that, that became no, the, black I, anthem. Yeah, I think the impact that R. Kelly had musically, like, I think the, the conversation of R. Kelly is, is, is layered, right? We can talk about his impact musically, you could talk about mm. whether it's appropriate or not to still listen to his music. And you can also talk about like Robert, <laughs> right? So it's like there's different ways to look at it, and yeah. I can separate the art from the artist and and talk about his impact musically. But that's like as far as I can go because I can't, I just can't consume it anymore because it's just like, eh, you know. Hey, but I will turn on Trey songs every once in a while and. I that so I'm I I can admit like it is hypocritical, but, but it's, it's like what you said. You know too much. Yeah, but it's it's like it's it's like what y'all were saying. Like it's like some things you know, some things you don't know. Things we like we 
we don't know too much about Trey Songs, even though there are reports of misconduct, you know, all over the, all over the place, every, almost like every couple of months now. Um, music yeah, slaps. I mean, I, 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 and again, <laughs> we, we all have our bias because I will yeah. openly admit, by the way, I am supremely biased towards Kanye West. I know I am. As a creative, you know, when I started producing in 04, when I started rapping in 04, Kanye was like, oh my God, there's somebody that's good at both? Mm -hmm. Like, you got good rappers and good producers, and then people tried to do both, and they weren't, like, great at it. I'm like, yo, you killing. You drop literally back-to-back-to-back-to-back classics. That's difficult to do. Yeah. And I'm like, you killing it in fashion. You talking your talk. Can't nobody tell you nothing, literally. And like, <laughs> and, and for real. And it was almost like he spoke everything in his life before it happened. It was the truest sense of like, as some people say, manifesting or, you know, calling it into existence. That's literally what he lived with his life. Yet and still, it was like, but your talent is so one of a kind and undeniable it is just genuinely hard to like hate you for long. Even to the degree where everybody was like, nah, we hate Kanye West. But then once this news came out with Adidas, they was like, hey, we still gonna buy your shoes though. We see the new Yeezys dropping this summer. Man, move over Air Force One. I was like, hold on, I thought y'all canceled this man. The same man that y'all said he's an idiot and we don't want nothing to do with him. But then when Adidas was like, yeah, we lost 1.3 billion. And we got to cut a $520 million deal with Ye in order to get the rest of these shoes off. Y'all was like, yeah. Oh, in case y'all didn't know that, yeah. Because Adidas lost pretty much all their money because Ye was their money. And they thought that they was bigger than it. Yep, they had to cut a $520 million deal with Kanye to remove the rest of the Yeezy merchandise. Because while Adidas originally planned on just stealing his designs... And releasing unbranded shoes, the merch that they currently have actually has the name Yeezy on it. Yeezy on so it. no matter what, it's already made and they got to get rid of it. So they pretty much shot themselves in the foot. And are they selling? Are they selling the leftovers? Yeah, I need to go find some. I know it's gonna be discounted, but I need to go find exactly. Some. But yeah, it was like such a powerful thing too, because of course, once Kanye got dropped. Kanye has such like marketing power and prowess, where the people want to like hate him or not, that even Beyonce took that hit. Ivy Park yeah, yeah, yeah. completely went into the toilet once Ye went down, and it wasn't yeah. even that she was associated with him. It's just he ran that. She was only yeah. eat because of him. Yeah, but also her prices were extremely high. Oh, no, they're absolutely ridiculous. And and that's why uh, people said we know Donald Glover is not getting a baby picture with a happy birthday shout out. For That's a swarm joke, um, which I have not seen. Probably yeah. not going to watch it. I already don't like the Bayhive in real life. Um, I think Beyonce makes good music. I think a lot of y'all are crazy. Uh, still continue to follow this podcast, though, because my views don't represent theirs. So, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> I'm going to speak my truth, though. <laughs> I'm sorry I did that wrong. Yeah. I'm going to speak my truth, though. There we go. <laughs> did it right that time. 
All right. Well, I think the all all hearts and minds clear. This is that a no? Because we still got to talk about this Drake situation. I don't know how to talk about that right now. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Until I get more information, I refuse to speak on it. What, what, I sent what, I sent y'all links in the, in this, in this meeting. Yeah, no, no, I need to review. I know, I, I'm I'm I watched, but I'm just saying, like I don't know. So when it comes to Drake, you already know how I feel about Drake. Hey, so okay, so even besides the fact that he was 31, regularly texting after soliciting and going to regular dinners and outings with 14 year old Millie Bobby Brown. Oh no, that's disgusting. I'm just talking about musically. You know how I feel about Drake. Oh well, yeah, but yeah, I want to throw that out there. Besides yeah. the fact that he was knowingly kissing and and you know groping a underage girl at his concert in front of everybody, which is why video even exists. We still can't forget about Georgia's interlude. Remember, Drake was making interludes for all these chicks he was involved with romantically, and we know he was involved romantically with Georgia Smith. Now, everybody know Georgia Smith, you know, now for music, she dropped one of my favorite tiny desks, but like, let's be real. Bro, Georgia Smith just turned 25. When the interlude came out, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it was recorded, that was seven years ago. Yeah. Do the math. You don't just get an interlude overnight. Yeah. They were together when she was 16 or 17. But we not talking. Speculating. Y'all know too much. We're speculating. He could have just been inspired because she It could have been a one night stand that he got tripped up on. That is on brand, but like, yeah, it, it, it wasn't no trip up with the 17. I'm 17. For real? Anyway, uh, like, and I feel like, like if we can listen to, to R. Kelly, who's done far worse, then we can listen to Drake. Like, I, I like, oh, we're not gonna selectively outrage ourselves here. Oh, please don't make that a thing. Chris Rock was whack for that. He practices selective outrage. I'm not a victim. Bro, you victimizing yourself and your whole comedy special, harping over a doggone slap a year later. A year. I still haven't watched it. Have you watched it? You said you haven't watched it's, it. It's not that funny. It's not that good. Oh, by <laughs> the way, for everybody who listening to this and who are, you know, big time haters on Will Smith for slapping Chris Rock, one, the slap was wrong. Will Smith should not have slapped Chris Rock. Two, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. A lot of y'all be ready to throw hands when people say reckless things about you. Don't hold Will Smith to a different standard. I don't care if it was around white people, rich white people. If he was on stage, it was a global audience. You're going to be real, be 100% real. Three, for Chris Rock to blatantly get up there on that doggone stage in this comedy special and then say it came out of nowhere he later contradicted himself in that same comedy special and said, Jada started it. I'm going to finish it. So the fact that Jada, and I actually heard the quote and I saw the article, the fact that Jada said about the Oscars doing Will Dirty for not having won an Oscar for um concussion. Right. It, she didn't say anything about Chris Rock needing to lose his job. 
Chris Rock took it personal and then took shots at Jada, but he also had previously taken digs at Jada in different instances. Like, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, because like, in that same regard, when Jada was like, y'all, we should boycott the Oscars because Will Smith isn't nominated for Emancipation. And Chris Rock literally got up there and was like, ain't nobody checking for you no way, B, and all this other stuff, like, boycott it. Like, like and he was cracking jokes on her when she said nothing to him. So then for you to come out and then crack jokes on this stage about her and then think that it was sweet and be like, why did you smack me? Like, bro, just because you're a comedian don't mean you safe or get a pass. And you can't sit here and try to victimize yourself because this digital age got people so recency biased out that they don't want to either look up what happened or led to this or they don't want to acknowledge that these things did happen that led to this. Chris, you are actually in the wrong and you got got on the back end by somebody who did wrong just like you. And I'm not going to stop watching Will Smith's movie. And even though I think Chris Rock was whack, if he puts out something, I'm still going to check it out off the status of him being Chris Rock. And it actually might be good. I'm just throwing that out there for people who constantly want to cancel somebody because they made a mistake. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Your your face is facing right now. (laughs) That was like an epic stank face the whole time. It was the edible. No. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm like, what what I done did. (laughs) I agree with that. But I I think, so I think the only way we can wrap this up, again, we're all hypocrites. I think we just need to admit it. We all enjoy certain uh, art and you know whether that artist has done something um to be canceled for yeah. there are people that still that will still partake um so it is what it is like i there's there's nothing else we can say about that we can't we're not gonna be able to stop that that the world continues to go around <laughs> you can't you but you can separate the art from the artist i i, I believe you can I just I just think that it depends on your perspective and mm-hmm. what like we've discussed here, uh what you're privy to, information you're privy to, uh that, that will either stop you from listening or partaking into into the art or it won't. True. And then we can um, we can go from that point on, you know. So Yeah, I I I agree. Yes, sir. I, I do. I don't think ignorance is always bliss, ladies. Um, I do understand that stance because for some people, it is one of those where it, it will help you out to continue to enjoy what you do. Um, me personally, I got to know. I want to know. I want to put it in the right perspective. But uh, for everybody, regardless of where you stand, please separate the art from the artist and then act accordingly. Yeah. Because just because you separate them don't still mean they, they don't deserve to be canceled. Just sure. be able to, to separate them. You feel me? Most definitely. Most definitely. All right. But um, before we uh get on up here, get on up out of here, you guys go ahead and uh, give your social medias and tell us what anything that you guys are working on. Well, my Instagram is at Nina Soul, N-I-I-N-A-S-O-L. Your Instagram is oh Monos underscore best. 
And we have a podcast called the Just Cause Podcast. And it's pretty amazing. Just two, two of us in our perspective and lots of suburban moms and lots of shots. So it's a it's a good time. Check that out on YouTube and on all audio streaming. You know, my personal Instagram is the number one, not the word, literally the numeral one, uh, followed by Chris, spelled the regular way, C-H-R-I-S, Rob, R-O-B as in boy. Um, also, I have a podcast that has been on hiatus. There's been a lot of life going on, but it will be queued back up very soon, Everyday Genius, um, where we talk about science and um, as a trained scientist, all my degrees are in chemistry. Um, I've, I've worked, again, between government, private, corporate, pharmacy, aerospace, you know, semiconductors, nanotechnology. And I want to bring all these perspectives to a, a layman term, layman perspective for y'all, because I don't think information should be hoarded. It should be freely shared. So you can follow that one at Everyday Genius 365. I'm going to start posting more content um, and, and just even sharing things from other pages so I can put y'all on game. Most definitely, most definitely. And uh, you can follow me at Derek underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K, the black way to spell it. Uh, but most importantly, please follow the brand, OTS Media Co., all social media platforms, uh, OTS Media on YouTube. Uh, hit that like button, subscribe, and notification bell. I mean, if you're watching this, you you might as well do it. You know, uh, we have this OTS is a network. You know, we have plenty of other shows um, that are here. Um, and, you know, fans is uh, back. Um, Chris and I are going to be battling. Um, yes. Yes. Nicole Wale. Uh, so we just have to, you know, uh, come come up with the uh, the date. And then as soon as we come up with the date for that battle, we will give you guys um, the information for that uh, and where you, where you to tune in and all that stuff. Um, so please be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, uh, make sure you subscribe on all podcast platforms as well if you're listening to this. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching and or listening. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Yes, get some tacos. Peace.